Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch. Have fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 218 of the Attractions Podcast, sponsored by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. I am Seth. And I'm Carly. And we are here to talk to you about the latest and greatest in theme park news and more, as well as what is going on in our own lives. And uh, I wasn't around last week because I took a tiny little trip uh, that maybe we can mention later. But Carly, how have you been? Yes. Uh, yeah, you were uh, not here. So we missed <laughs> no. you. Uh <laughs> missed me. Thank you. I missed you too. Yes. I thought of you. I'm excited. Uh, we're going to be sharing more about your journey yeah. uh, later on. Sure. Uh, I also did something a little fun, maybe not as exciting, but I went to Dollywood for my annual trip to Smoky Mountain Christmas. Uh, yeah, that sounds just as exciting. Um, it, what what were some of the highlights that you especially enjoyed? So this year? for me, first off, there's just something so special about a nip in the air going to a theme park. <laughs> you know, and we're so used to being just sweated out uh -huh. in Florida. Even in L LA, it's been a brutally hot time at Disneyland recently. And just to put on, you know, that's why I'm wearing my flannel because I felt inspired and my cinnamon bread hat. Uh, just to put on a coat, a winter coat and walk through the theme park. Uh, Dollywood, mm. I love during Christmas. Of course, you can ride the coasters, but I really just go to soak in the atmosphere. So there's 6.5 million Christmas lights. Oh my gosh! Yeah, dozens of trees. You're giving you're giving me flashbacks to the Osborne. Family. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Hundred percent, because you walk through kind of light activations with mm. music and whatnot. So we really just go, and we don't really focus on the rides. We kind of just walk around take it all in there's you know dollywood always has a ton of entertainment but they do special holiday shows i actually cried at the uh dollywood Aww. christmas carolers yeah they yeah they're, i mean their live entertainment is just legendary it's amazing yeah it is such a wonderful if it's award-winning so it's really no wonder that it wins every year that mm -hmm. in silver dollar city if you get a chance to go go it is just magical i finally feel in the festive mood so that is good. And then even better, I got to stay at the new Heartsong Lodge and Resort. Oh, yeah. Tell us a little bit about that new hotel. So I love the dream more. So I was expecting, mm -hmm. you know, this is going to be great. Dollywood does everything right. Mm -hmm. This was everything I wanted and more from a new theme park resort, immersion, just theming, the high level of theming done to just a really high level. You know, it wasn't like you walked in and it was like I was in a Hampton Inn, you know, and that's something we're seeing a lot these days with new hotels is they're sure. kind of just, you know, a little uh, bland, a little yeah, generic, little, little bland, little personality list. This is not the case. Every element there were, I come out of the elevator, which the elevators are amazing. They have these led screens Ooh. that are those seamless screens and each one a different nature scene and it literally looks like you're in nature when you're in this wow i'll have to show more pics uh amazing i come out of the elevator there's a strolling fiddle player singing and serenading me i mean <laughs> unbelievable this, yeah it's wild the soaring lobby with just there's so much detail the rooms it is just excellent they really knocked it out of the park and again like if you love theme park resorts and like continuing that all-encompassing vacation uh -huh. this brought all the elements of dollywood and the smoky mountains it was all around you it was amazing i can't rave enough about it oh my god it sounds absolutely fantastic uh yeah dollywood is definitely on my but you know one of these days, uh, the two of us, you're going to have to play yes. my tour guide uh, when I go there for the first I time. I can do that, yes. And then, uh, so I did that this weekend. Amazing. I'm going to be writing up about it. And then I went to the opening of Winterfest at Carowinds. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, very awesome. I think it's one of my favorite Christmas events if you like a atmospheric kind of like party. You know, there's a mm -hmm. lot of live entertainment. There are bands all over. There's so many characters gingerbread characters these ice creatures so many bars and what the first time i've ever seen in a theme park is you know those like christmas pop-up bars that we have all around the country where they take over existing cocktail bars and kind of yes yes we have uh, one of those here in in orlando yes. sure mm -hmm. yeah so I've, I've been to a few love those they did mm -hmm. one at carowinds and i've never huh. seen this in a theme park 
it was so well done, like one of the best Christmas pop-ups. And the best part, tickets are $32.99. So you can't beat oh. that for family. That's great. You know, uh, a Universal at the Red Coconut Club. Club. Oh. They did a, a the what was it? The Green and Red Coconut Club. Green and Red. Uh, yep. Mm -hmm. And I I hadn't seen if they're doing that. This I've I've been a little busy. So okay. I don't they know are in this they season. are not so tragic. Yeah, very tragic. I did see on socials. I believe they said it will be decorated for Christmas, but not you know that kind of immersive Christmas bar. That's really a shame because uh, I thought those. They really knocked out of the park with those last few years. Yeah, it was also the opening of Universal Orlando. Holiday. Yes, holidays started, and I, yeah, this I'm, time I'm gonna try to head over there in the next couple days. Uh, thoughts and prayers for me with those crowds. I saw uh, rope drop pictures from this morning of just stretching back to the parking garage. Practically, it's it's gonna. I think it's actually we had a pretty bad summer. But it mm -hmm. looks like we've had a very good fall, and I think we might be having a pretty busy, you know, holiday season here. Yeah, it's so. really hard to tell. You know, I think I told you, like, my husband and I went last Christmas to Universal, mm -hmm. and the the days leading up to Christmas were just. I have pictured us in Diagon Alley with no one in it. It was mm -hmm. so amazing, mm -hmm. but. You travel is different these days. You yeah. don't really know what to expect. All over the place. All over mm -hmm. the place. Um, well, okay. So, yeah, tr speaking of travel, I did do just a little bit of travel. You know, normally this would be the week where I would be talking all about IAPA and all the yep. cool stuff mm -hmm. I saw at IAPA and all the people I got to see again at IAPA. And I love IAPA. And I'm, I'm a little sad I missed IAPA uh, this year. Um, we will be talking about that a little later in the show. Uh, but instead, uh, I, I took a little trip uh, to Hong Kong. Ooh, um, just a little. Attractions Magazine was invited to uh, one of very few number of uh, U.S. Um, theme park media outlets. Um, we were there. Laughing Place was there. Dusty Sage from My Sage. Mm -hmm. Robert Niles from Theme Park Insider. Um, a, a, a few other uh, folks. Um but uh it was not it was it was we were definitely the minority uh as well, opposed uh, to let's all just of say the... there's a lot of people influencing oh my gosh <laughs> there were there were i think everyone who lives in hong kong is an influencer because not yeah. even in, just in in the theme park yes but also just walking around hong kong every single person is being photographed by another person <laughs> or being or by themselves and everyone is like doing these elaborate selfies or, you know, I, it was basically like a model, you know, a, a fashion model shoot on every single street corner in every single store at any and at any moment. Uh, I've never seen anything like it. Um, but uh, I I got to uh, we got to be among the, the uh, first folks inside World of Frozen um, and to attend the dedication ceremony uh, with Josh DeMauro and Bob Iger and Jennifer Lee. Uh, and I uh, got to really spend a lot of time exploring the land. Um, there is a, uh, if you would like to read 3,000 something words with a <laughs> lot of pictures and videos, um, it is all on our website now, um, just in time for opening day of the uh, land. But uh, if you want to hear all about it, uh, we're going to save that for a bonus podcast that we are going to record in just a little bit uh and you will be able to find that very soon as a bonus episode on our podcast stream yes. so if you are interested in hearing all about world of frozen at hong kong disneyland uh tune in shortly um but uh for right now uh we've got some other news that uh i think we should maybe jump into without any further ado what do you say Let's do it yeah Let's do it We are starting out this week in Epcot at Space 220, the very popular restaurant where we had heard not too long ago they were discontinuing the uh, collectible trading cards that you used to be able to get uh, by 
ordering certain items. They're back now in a sort of different form, and I have some feelings about the way they are handling this. Uh, there is a set of brand new culinary-inspired trading cards, which will be personally delivered intermittently to <laughs> special select guests by the restaurant's executive chef, uh, chef Mark Kush, uh, during his daily table visits. And uh, if if you had FOMO before over Space 220, I think this just kind of amplifies it up to like the thousand, thousandth degree. Yes. Uh, uh, I can speak. Sorry, my tongue is still jet lagged. <laughs> yeah, this is interesting. Uh, I do have some of the cards, you know, from the mm -hmm. first round. Mm -hmm. Save them, never open them. Not my thing, I will say. Maybe if I was really into Space 220, it would be my thing. But I do love meeting chefs. So when they come out and talk to the tables and whatnot. But I could see uh, some some people getting a little uh, upset if they spend a lot of money. You know, it's not an, an inexpensive meal at Disney World. And if I am seeing the table next to me getting cards and not me, I'm probably going to be like, hey, I want cards. So first of all, it, correct me if I'm wrong. This originally was not like an adult thing. This was something that came with a kid's meal or mm -hmm. a kid's drink. It was originally kids intended. Drink. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Kid's drink. It was originally, yeah, you know, or mocktail or whatever. Something intended to just like entertain, distract the kids. And of course at, at Disney, anything that starts out as something for the kids <laughs> somehow gets co-opted by entitled adults uh, <laughs> and becomes like blown up to such a big thing that they, they can't handle it anymore. And it's like, this is why we can't have nice things, right? Correct. Um, so they had him. It got to be a big deal. I'm sure maybe some of you listening were able to put your children through college on eBay uh, because of these cards. I don't know. <laughs> maybe you're still in debt because of these cards. I don't know. Either way, uh, the cards had to go away. But I don't think that this system... I. What I don't understand is, why are we advertising this? Why are we putting out a press release about it and a publicity photo about it, if not to generate interest, if not to hype it up? If this was a surprise and delight thing that they were totally under the radar about, this was just the chef was passionate about doing this, but like we just do it and we don't talk about it. And it's like, a, you know, a secret Mm -hmm. whisper campaign which we do May a lot of that at disney you know i'm thinking yeah. of different things that cast members give out whatnot. yeah cool all right fine uh but when we put out a press release we're doing post publicity photos we are obviously making sure people want to be interested and excited about this thing that by its nature, the majority of them can't have. First of all, the majority of people who want to go to Space 220 cannot go to Space 220 because capacity and throughput is ridiculously limited for the amount of money they invested in that location. And uh, I've never, ever, ever once been able to get a reservation just by opening up the app. And I've never seen it. <laughs> and the, the waitlist system, even to get into the lounge, uh, you're... You know, you're already spending hundreds of dollars on your park ticket, and now you're investing, you know, you know, uh, more, way more than the minimum wage per hour in trying to get yourself into this restaurant. Um, so, what is the goal of this? They're already. It's not like they're hurt. They they have uh, empty seats going, and they need more people to come in. What is the point of doing this except to generate more anxiety, more <laughs> FOMO, more, I don't know, social media buzz just for the sake of it? And does this do anything except make life harder on the frontline servers who oh, work in this restaurant? You know, because, I can, you know, high tension or high with yeah. parents when visiting Disney World. I can imagine sitting at a table, not me, if I had kids, mm -hmm. a, a family sitting with their kids, they see the kids next at the table next to them, get the cards. Mm -hmm. Even a parent that is not unhinged, you know, just like say a normal parent, not an unhinged uh, parent. I can see them being like, Hey, my kids just saw this. Now my kids are melting down. 
where are my kids' cards? I I, I cannot. I, I seriously cannot wait until the first, you know, uh, Karen mom grabs the executive chef by the lapels of his chef's jacket and starts shaking the guy <laughs> down. You know, I, I, I'm sure the program will will not outlast the first assault. Um, I, 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 I get why they do these things, but I don't get why they do. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, I think this I know is I'm, I'm supposed I'm supposed to be sitting here and telling you, oh, isn't this cool? Uh, go uh, and MEI and Mousetrap Fan Travel can help you make your visit to Epcot so that you can invest your entire day in, in trying to maybe have a chance to maybe get one of these cards. Um, but um, say if you are there and you get one of them, please send one of them to us. Because well, let me uh, know we what, need this, we need what happens please. in this setting. Yeah, please, really please. Someone, someone, film this and post this on social media. A, a brawl breaking out when yeah. I walks through the, the <laughs> restaurant. Um, so oh. uh, to finish off the news portion of this segment, um, uh, according to marketing director Kyle Com Collins, uh, these uh, cards act as a symbol of our team's gratitude for our guests choosing to dine with us. And they are hand-selected gifts uh, made exclusively for the Space 220 restaurant, showing what uh, pride they take in the exceptional level of detail and care. Uh, so they are the first in a multi-part release of the limited run series, and they will be distributed over the next year with new artwork and trivia included on each additional card. So like Pokemon, you have to collect them all. <laughs> or not. I'm okay. Um, yes. May the odds be ever in your favor. Yes. We got more information about Space 220 and a video of the full dining experience. Um, you might be better off betting, buying like a MetaQuest headset and watching this video <laughs> and then, you know, snacking on some chips uh, while you do that in the comfort of your own home rather than actually going in person. Just saying. Moving on. The uh, Disney Cruise Line has opened a new dedicated terminal in Fort Lauderdale. They have put quite a bit of money uh, into sprucing up uh, this cruise terminal in uh, the glamorously named Port Everglades. Uh, they're going to be there uh, sailing at least one Disney ship from there year round for the next decade and a half. And uh, starting in 2025, there's going to be uh, two ships seasonally. So this is a, a big, big uh, move into the uh, Fort Lauderdale terminal. Uh, the, you know, they're already big in Port Canaveral and Miami. And this gives you kind of third option right about halfway in between the two. Yes, uh, I'm very excited about this. I've uh, sailed out of all three ports. Okay. Fort Lauderdale. I have never done uh, Fort Lauderdale okay. before. So it what is was one of my favorites. Uh, it is 10 minutes from the airport to the terminal. It okay. is so easy. It's like one road from the airport, 10 minutes at most. Hmm. It is the easiest, I think, to get in and out of. You know, Port Canaveral is great, but I mean, it's kind of a little bit of a hike. If you're flying into MCO, I just love. The well, community. here's the thing, though. There is a Brightline train that yes. this new station is exactly 4.3 miles. That's a very short Uber ride just down the street from the terminal. Um, it's about the same distance from the Brightline terminal as it is from the airport. Um, but so I don't have to pay for Brightline. And Lyfts and Ubers in Fort Lauderdale are so cheap because there's so many of them. There so you go. Like an $8 lift. And mm -hmm. they really did a nice job with yeah. it. And the Disney Dream, I believe, is going to be sailing out of there. That is okay. one of my favorite ships. Um, so uh, at this new terminal, uh, which they have uh, decorated with a kind of uh, Disney Pixar Finding Nemo theme. Um, so there's some really colorful murals, some overhead designs that kind of make you feel under the sea. Uh, all designed by Imagineering. Um, and uh, this is part of a, a kind of major community investment that they are making in Port Everglades. Uh, they've also invested in Junior Achievement South Florida, uh, the Boys and Girls Club of Broward County, with a bunch of donations supporting a variety of initiatives to uh, inspire career exploration, innovation, and storytelling. Love it. Yep. 
Um, so sailings, as you mentioned, are going to start on the Disney Dream, uh, kicking off today, yeah. Yeah. November 20th, mm -hmm. 2023. Um, and then the Disney Magic is going to be joining. I love the Disney Magic. I've not been on yeah. the Disney Magic in several years because it's, uh, you know, they've been bringing the big ships out of uh, Orlando. Um, but I would love to look for an opportunity mm -hmm. to do a little you know, four or five night on the map right. again, that would be great. Um, so yeah, uh, that's coming in this, <laughs> this coming spring. Uh, and uh, we have a video on our YouTube channel showing off the new terminal and the grand opening celebration. I cannot wait to check this out myself. Um, yeah, for you flying into town, probably doesn't make a lot of sense to fly into Orlando. But for me, living near the airport, you know, being able to get dropped off at the bright line and mm -hmm. take it to rather than having to park my car because there's i don't think there's any parking lots in the world more expensive than a uh, cruise terminal parking right. lot. um so if i can avoid having to park my car if i can just uh ride the train down i tell you i'm i'm taking the train down uh to adventura for uh, see the family for thanksgiving nice. and uh they're doing a great thanksgiving sale uh 80 bucks round trip wow and you know, I was just dreading Miami traffic on oh. Thanksgiving Day. Like, it, I'm just, I would spend four and a half, five hours mm -hmm. sitting there in traffic. Um, this, the train goes the same speed no matter what's going on on the road. So, I'm, I'm very excited to. You're so uh, European. I love I know. it. <laughs> Uh, so if you are interested, MEI and Mouse Fan Travel are the folks to call. Uh, to plan a Disney Cruise Line trip out of this new Port Everglades terminal. No, no, Alexa. Alexa, off. <laughs> Alexa would like to participate in our show today, preferably. But that's no. fine. We always like a, a nice trio. No, Alexa, off. Oh my god, she's freaking out. Uh, it's just one of those days. I. It's a Monday. So let's talk about now what we should expect when Summer House on the Lake opens up at Disney Springs. Um, you know, this is one of those locations at the uh, at Disney Springs that has been, I feel like, forever in development. Um, We've I, been talking I, about it a lot. They've been sending out a lot of material. We better be getting close now. We everything's has said coming soon, though. Yeah. And so... It's all still so vague, um, but yes, this is uh, uh, one of the uh, long development locations uh, at uh, Disney Springs, and they've recently shared some more exclusive details. Um, they're going into minute detail on every detail, but uh, in case you don't know, Summer House is a California-inspired restaurant from Let Us Entertain You Restaurants. Gotta love that. Yes, and Hi. if you are a one of they make one of my favorite restaurants in Vegas, Monami Gabby. So if you've yes. ever been to Monami Gabby at, at, at Paris, Hotel, yes, that is one of their spots, and it's excellent. So this is uh yeah, they're fourth for this particular brand. Um, they've got other ones in uh, Chicago and Maryland and Vegas, um, and some of the unique offerings that they're going to have. Uh, number one, uh, their first ever cookie bar. Uh, watch out Gideon's Bakehouse uh, because at least it looks they have like they have a little more capacity for people in here. Uh, maybe the line will at least be a little shorter. Uh, yeah, I, I don't have the patience to wait two hours for cookies. So. It it is honestly quicker to drive to the original right. Gideon's downtown than mm -hmm. to wait in that line. But here you will be able to get oversized cookies with flavors like sea salt chocolate chip, birthday cake, oatmeal scotchy, apple oatmeal, and vegan snickerdoodle. Yeah. Um, and of course, to wash those down, you can get a coffee, some wine, some draft beer, and they're going to have specialty cocktails like the Tropical Dreams with vodka, pumplemousse liqueur, and habanero honey. Oh, that sounds really, really good. But uh, I think if I'm going there, I want to try their own rosé. So I am uh, I'm not a pink wine drinker myself. Um, but if you are a fan of rosé, they have a signature ro rosé cart where it is, quote unquote, always summer. Uh, <laughs> more than six different rosé varieties. Uh, buy and buy the glass, buy and buy the bottle. 
Um, and they, uh, that includes their uh, signature Summer House Rosé, mm -hmm. which they've made in partnership with California's Bon Anno wine. Um, very yeah. cool. If you like uh, a floral, cherry, tart, watermelon kind of pink wine, that one's the one for you. Uh, and they'll also make it into it's a more like a dry cocktail. wine. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, and the probably the perfect time to drink pink wine is brunch, and mm -hmm. Summer House on the Lake is going to introduce a. Cali Mex weekend brunch option, uh, West Coast style dishes, including Mexican hash browns, breakfast pizzas and tostadas, and of course, your pancakes, waffles, salad sandwiches, um, all that stuff available Saturdays and Sundays, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. This is exciting because the brunch game at Disney Springs just keeps getting better and better. Mm -hmm. You know, you have Homecoming, you have Wine Bar George. So this should be, you know, poised to be another great addition if you want to. You know, I don't like getting up early. I know you don't really love getting up early. So no. uh, I do love brunch. Mm -hmm. No, uh, brunch is, of course, the most important meal of the day, <laughs> other than second breakfast and fourth meal. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Summer House on the Lake is also going to, uh, along with the California-inspired food, is going to have California cool design uh, that brings the summer day indoors with uh, what appear to be living trees inside the space. Um, this is uh, designed by the Rockwell Group, uh, and it, uh, they are a very famous uh, architecture and design firm that not uh, does very theatrical interior in fact uh, david rockwell started out doing um, theater designs mm -hmm. uh, he, he did the 2000 production of the rocky horror show on broadway which was a very inspirational design so um uh you can look out for the dining room's bright blue yes sign which is a signature of every summer house uh and that symbolizes the team's commitment to quote unquote saying yes and making each dining experience memorable Yes, it looks beautiful. Uh, another great option at Disney Springs. So I haven't been, there's one at the airport that I fly in and out of a lot and I'm, I'm keep meaning to try it because I want to know what the food is like. Yep. Um, well, you know, I think we have pretty much every possible detail about this restaurant, except when it is actually going to yeah. be open. So soon, uh, <laughs> soon. soon. Uh, in the meantime, you can go to summerhouserestaurants.com or lettuce.com. And we are moving on to Legoland, California. The OG in America. Where Dino Valley is coming. Uh, they are combining the existing Coastersaurus roller coaster, uh, which is a classic there. Mm -hmm. um, Retheming some attractions around it, adding some new stuff, and creating a whole new dinosaur-themed land that I'm sure uh, Lego John Hammond from, uh, you know, the Lego Jurassic Park mm -hmm. kits would be very proud of. Uh, <laughs> uh, and it's, yeah, totally IP free, you know. Um, yes. Uh, so to celebrate uh, the Legoland California's 25th birthday in 2024, um, they are introducing Dino Valley and uh, they are also bringing the Lego World Parade to uh, a North American Legoland park for the first time. Yes, this when I I this Dino Valley looks really awesome. I know kids love dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. The rides look great. Always. Yeah, the parade though. I was like, wow, I never, I didn't realize that because I've been to Legoland a bunch. Mm -hmm. There isn't a parade, but it's nope. perfect because the characters are so cute. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we'll start out with the Dino Valley. Um, mm -hmm. So this is kind of a a reimagining of of some things that were there it's uh they're kind of like being all brought together um so there are new rides um uh, they've got a dino dig area that's being reimagined and uh they've got um you know there's a safari ride that they've always had that was kind of like an african safari mm -hmm. ride this is i believe now going to be called duplo little dino trail um so it's still going to be like uh, you're riding in a Jeep, uh, but now you're going to be riding past uh, Duplo uh, dinosaurs. Um, yeah, it's really fun. Uh, if you look at the artist renderings that we have up on the site, it looks really cute. Yeah. Uh, the 
big change here is the Explore River Quest. Um, the, the park previously had the Fairy Tale Brook, which was, I guess, kind of like their version of Storybook Land Canal Boats. Uh, you know, it was a, a mm -hmm. gentle little boat ride uh, around the area, and you would look at little fairy tale themed displays. Um, so though that's being remade over with dinosaur themed displays. Um, uh, and uh, we've got some concept art here of the dinos of the boat. Um, it looks real. It, it looks really cute. Um, and uh, kids will have to be on alert uh, because there might be a Lego T-Rex out. Ooh. Watch out. Yes, it does look adorable. I used to love those little slow moving boat rides. Mm -hmm kid it's just something the mm -hmm. whole family can do not sure what the minimum height is but i'm pretty sure it's pretty low so uh, yeah you know what most of these have uh yeah. low or even no minimum mm -hmm. height um so this looks like something that the whole family can enjoy together um yeah they've got uh as i mentioned the dino dig area where you can uh you know dust around off some fossils very much like the the boneyard um uh, that's in uh Dino Land USA over yep. in Animal Kingdom. For now. And uh, yeah, for now, exactly. Uh, and there is also going to be a meet and greet with some new dinosaur characters. Love it. Uh, and then moving on, as you mentioned, to the Lego World Parade. Uh, yeah, this is this is the first time that a, a Lego World Parade has been in uh, one of the American um, mm -hmm. Legolands. They have them in Europe. Um, but you're going to get to see several floats, uh, including a Lego City fire truck, a pirate ship, a Ninjago, Lego friends, uh, and even a Duplo float. Um, and they're going to all have uh, these poor, you know, it's it's hard enough marching in a parade wearing a soft furry suit. But like <laughs> these, the, these Lego costume characters they use for the meet and greets, they are like, uh, they're a little bulky. They're, you know, a little hard to walk around in. Right. So I hope that all these characters get to ride on the floats and don't have to walk the parade. I hate to see what would happen if one of them falls over. I don't think they can get up if they land. Oh, no. It's going to be like a figment viral moment. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, yes, they're going to be costumed entertainers, marching, dancing and singing their way uh, along the west side of the park all summer long and uh i guess if you are not interested in the parade then all the attractions on the east side of the park would be great to attend when that parade is going on oh yes this looks really cute uh again i feel like a parade is a natural move for this park because the character meet and greets are so cute and so popular so this is a good way to see a bunch of them all in one shot uh, so we have some great video uh, and photos on our website and youtube uh from legoland california and uh, I have not been there in many years, but uh, it's it's really well done. And as you say, it's the OG. It's the, the original uh, American Legoland. So definitely worth checking out. Um, all right. Well, that just about brings us to the conclusion of this week's News in the Queue. Before we get on to uh, this week's main attraction, it is time for us to hear a word from our sponsors. The Attractions Podcast is brought to you by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Whether your next vacation is a magical trip to the theme parks, an exciting adventure to the pyramids of Egypt, or just a relaxing cruise on the turquoise waters of the Bahamas, MEI Travel provides premium service and expert advice to help you get the most of your vacation. They are always free of any hidden fees or costs to you. Visit them at mei-travel.com. It's time for the main attraction. And for this week's main attraction, I missed IAPA this week, uh, but uh, our reporters did not. And we have a full breakdown on our website uh, of everything that happened at the IAPA Expo. Uh, in case you do not know, that stands for the International Association of Amusement Parks and attractions, and this is the world's biggest convention of all the people who build the things that make parks. Um, it is not, you know, Disney has not got a booth here. Universal does not have a booth here, but it's all the people like Intamin and B&M and even the guys who make the popcorn machines, everything. Ice that, cream, pretzels, yes. You no, know, Universal oh. and Disney and SeaWorld, they 
do not actually build the thing. They just come up with ideas. They design things. But there are companies who do the actual nuts and bolts of building. Yeah. And those are all the folks who are showing off all like their new the ideas. Like the engineers, the yes. really smart the re people. Yes, yes, <laughs> exactly. Um, so, you know, the the big thing, um, you know, like, like I said, there is everything from, you know, weird knockoff spin and puke rides to carnival games to uh, a cow that dispenses uh, mayonnaise and ketchup out of her udders. But yes. what we what are going to talk about, we're not going to talk about because we could be here all to, all day talking about condiment cow. Yes. Um, also, there was a claw machine that picks up cocktails this year. Like ooh. it was like little individual cocktails. So I was like, ooh, I want one of those. Oh my! No. So wait, wait. We are like we are combining the kids' game of the claw machine yeah. with alcohol. Correct. Yes. Genius. <laughs> Genius. Yes. Wow. But um, the main event are the ride vehicle the, reveals. Yes, <laughs> and we have uh, reveals of basically all of the big new roller coasters that are mm -hmm. coming to the major parks uh, over the next year or so, and we are going to run down. Um, uh, with uh some of the top mm -hmm. the, all i mean pretty much basically all the theme park ride vehicles that we got to see starting with top thrill 2 uh top thrill dragster um is a legendary coaster for its speed its height and its mechanical unreliability uh and it is being reborn with uh, as the world's tallest and fastest triple launch coaster which will hopefully consistently work for a long time to come uh and it's got a beautiful new ride train uh, uh car here um you know uh, with a zero car resembling a uh if like a formula one dragster um very sleek uh, looking i like the color mm -hmm. yep uh blue with some uh red and gray stripes and uh yes very sleek looking um it's got uh over uh, overhead restraints that come down on the lap bar, um, uh, not over your shoulder, uh, which I always prefer. Yes. And these are going to, uh, you know, they're going to hit uh, 74 miles an hour uh, when the new, uh, all new linear synchronous launch motor or LSM launch system uh, launches this out. Uh, this is being built by Zamperla. Uh, something that is slightly more my speed. Coming... This is my favorite. We're one of my favorites of the reveals. This this is this is a classic that I guarantee is been around longer than anyone who is listening to this. Um, uh, except actually, uh, except my mom, if she has, <laughs> is listening to this, I think she is just about the same age as this roller coaster. Um, and uh, this had, you know, the, the Philadelphia, uh, the Comet. I'm sorry, she should say what roller coaster? Yes, at Hershey the, Park. The Comet at Hershey Park, um, a a classic of the uh, mid early 20th century, um, and uh, it is getting a brand new custom coaster train designed Philadelphia toboggan coasters. I mean, they, they are a classic company. Uh, they have uh, been around for a century or whatever. Um, and so they are building a classic car that, you know, looks like a vintage car. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm sure this will maybe be a little more smooth, uh, a little more comfortable, a little more ergonomic. Um, and uh, it still looks like it's got um, uh, just a lap bar. Mm -hmm. uh and uh and some seat belts maybe yeah i love that it's royal blue with gold stars it's just very thank you for picture and not telling people what it looks like <laughs> i know i loved it when i saw this i was like this is one of my favorites i just like a nice clean classic throwback they did a great job this is yeah this is your classic vintage woody you know the boxy little it, mm -hmm. you know, almost like a like one of those you know box car racer yep. <laughs> things that a kid would make but all spiffed up uh, and uh, I love them. Uh, can't wait to ride that. Uh, now for something completely different. Uh, in addition to roller coasters, there are also dark rides. 
And probably the biggest one that got shown off at by Sally Dark Rides is SpongeBob's Crazy Carnival Ride, which is coming to Circus Circus Resort on the Las Vegas Strip. Uh, we believe this is not actually going inside the Adventure Dome theme park. It's going to be right next to the Adventure Dome theme park. So it's something you'll be able to uh, ride just as a, a standalone ticket. Uh, they had an animatronic Mr. Krabs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was kind of like a, the carnival barker of the ride. Um, and uh, showed off some concept art of the ride vehicle itself, which, surprise, surprise, uh, it looks like SpongeBob. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's got his face right on the front. It's yellow and spongy. Um, and, uh, yep, it's a little ride vehicle. Very cute. Stadium seating. It's two and two. Yep. Yeah, and not a high capacity ride, but honestly, it, it shouldn't have to be. I'm excited uh, to see, or curious, I should say, what the price is because the New York, New York roller coaster is like really way overpriced. Yeah, so exactly. I'm nervous about this one. I do love Sally Dark Ride, so I will do it once, but very holding my breath. Yep. Um, and then we have one that kind of confuses me. Um, so we have Penguin Trek. This is uh, B&M uh, and SeaWorld uh, creating what they call a snowmobile style ride vehicle um, f- for a family friendly yeah. launch coaster. Uh, this is what is kind of uh, replacing where the dark ride was uh, in Antarctica, the penguin attraction. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're keeping the penguin exhibit, which will be, uh, I guess, at the exit of this ride. Right. Um, but so they say, I, uh, maybe it was my misinterpretation, but I had assumed uh, from what they had previously said that this was a snowmobile style like straddle coaster um similar to the snowmobiles ride uh the dark coaster at bush gardens in williamsburg and the um there's another um snowmobile style ride that they've got out in on the west coast in san Mm -hmm. diego this does not look this looks like a standard coaster configuration where you are sitting up in a chair it does not look like a straddle coaster from the pictures as i can see it just has some snowmobile style skis strapped onto the front of the zero car but i don't feel like i would i don't i don't think it looks like i would feel i was sitting on a snowmobile if i was just sitting in this yeah, what do you think I, I i think something got lost in the translation where maybe people assume that when they said the snowmobile that it was a straddle coaster vehicle and not just the theme of a snowmobile i i thought the same thing i was a little confused yeah especially when they've done now three two rides in a row that they said snowmobile style vehicle and we got a straddle coaster style snowmobile um so my bad for misinterpreting um but this just kind of looks like a very standard sit down B&M zero car. It's not, it doesn't seem, it's not floorless. It's got, you know, a floor under the feet. Um, and uh, it is using a uh, kind of lap bar, almost a Velocicoaster style mm-hmm. lap bar restraint. Uh, so not over the shoulder, uh, which we wouldn't expect for a family style ride that um, it's going to be indoor, outdoor total of just about 3,000 feet and two launches but like we said family style so not too intense and on to what i think is the best yeah, the, I, I was going to say we're going to go from one that kind of d- d- confused and disappointed me to one that made me smile so much yes. um oh. holiday world and vacoma unveiled the gravy boat uh, and, uh, this is the ride vehicle you're going to ride on good gravy, which is a new family boomerang ride in, uh, this park in Santa Claus, Indiana. Uh, and it is literally, uh, shaped <laughs> like a gravy boat. Like you would see on your grandma's Thanksgiving like, yes. table, like the vintage pirate the vintage pattern. Gravy yeah. boat. <laughs> yes. yes. And the best part is that it does form a spout at the very front and there's this gooey looking sculpted blob of gravy dripping from the very front um uh, bravo bravo to the designers nailed it nailed it um 
this is uh you know this is only going to hit 37 miles an hour it's That's not fine. A high speed but it does go forward and backwards um and and not the 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 track is cranberry colored, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you go through like a you know can of of gravy or uh, or cranberry can and all, all other you know Thanksgiving themed props around it. The only problem I foresee from watching the uh, POV um, uh, concept video that they've released, it's about a one minute ride, uh, but it's basically a cycle ride. It doesn't look like it's got the kind of load station where with a switch track where one car can be on the track and another car can be in the load station um so if it's a one minute ride and it takes a minimum of uh a minute to uh unload and reload um and i would guess it would take longer with families and this is not a very high capacity vehicle here uh so i would um I would not maybe visit on a very busy day and try to ride yeah, <laughs> this because, yeah. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I, I would rope drop the gravy boat if I was there. Oh, absolutely. Sure. Rope 100%. drop the gravy boat. Um, uh, another classic that is being reborn is Fire in the Hole at Silver Dollar City. And RMC uh, showed off the new pumper wagon vehicle. Uh, this is an indoor coaster uh coming to the ozark mountains this spring and it's going to be the largest indoor family coaster in the entire midwest yes i'm i'm hyped for this i love original fire in the hole Mm -hmm. i got to go see the new show building and the oh yeah laid down i cannot wait it is going to be epic i mean the old one is classic but you know it's i'm so happy they're embracing the original and they're really not like throwing it to the wayside they're just taking the original concept and bringing it to the modern so so you got to see this you got to see inside and out Mm -hmm. yeah so uh, um tell me just i'm just curious um like are they how much are they because this isn't a totally new location right it's uh, yeah it's totally new so they're kind of how much are they preserving in terms of show scenes or track layout is it yeah. just taking the same concept or just is they actually the same, yeah it's taking the okay. same concept but you're going to be going through similar show scenes okay from the original attraction the bald knobbers which are like the iconic mm-hmm. character they did a, a recreation of them which they had already revealed so they will be part of the new ride so i would say it's the spirit and essence of okay. the original attraction but for now Better track, better ride system, more mm. elaborate show scene. So I cannot wait. They kept the same song. They just That's redid great. it. So this is one that uh, I've never got to see in person, but I've read so much about and and watch videos because it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's it's like the original dark ride roller coaster, right? Because it it opened before um, Space Mountain did even 1972. Yep, yep. Uh, and then they so, brought a version of it to Dollywood, yep. which is yep. actually still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, the new version, uh, like you said, um, new track, new sets, same idea, but it's going to have three drops, a splashdown ending, a custom soundtrack, as you said, and all sorts of enhanced, uh, lighting and special effects. So very exciting to see that train coming. And I gotta say the train looks a little like Gringotts. It does. Yeah. yeah. Um, like very, 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 very attractive train. Yeah. yeah. Um, here is one that, uh, I'm not sure either of us are gonna, ever going to, uh, ride. I'm fine. Uh, to be honest. Um, but I can't wait to see the POV videos of this when Falcon's Flight debuts at, uh, Six Flags Kadia in, uh, Saudi Arabia. This is going to be the signature attraction at Saudi Arabia's first family theme park. And it will be the longest, tallest, fastest and to be honest the most laws of physics defying roller coaster ever watching i you know i i've watched the 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 video of this and i i know that they have to work out the physics i'm Mm -hmm. sure they're not faking the uh you know the the but uh, i don't get it i don't i because it just seems to go faster and taller uh than a human being strapped to a piece of machinery should be doing if they're not yeah. like a professional astronaut or stunt person yeah i don't know it's like one of those things where i don't even think i like desire to go on this for many reasons but i will say having 
having done the uh, current world's fastest roller coaster, uh, which is Formula Rosa in uh, in Dubai or Abu Dhabi, Abu Dhabi. Uh, I felt like that was at the kind of my physical limit of what I could enjoy as mm -hmm. entertainment as opposed to just like suffer through as <laughs> like, OK, I yeah. can grit my teeth and get through this without permanent damage. But that doesn't mean that I want to wait in line to do this ever, ever again. Uh, and I, I really felt like that experience was pushing the line. So this one is going to take that line and just sort of jump right over it and say, nya, 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 nya. <laughs> uh, it is going to hit speeds of 155 miles an hour. Um, it is taller than King Dakar. Um, it is... It is just kind of nutty. And I think the, the biggest indication that this is like maybe not safe for, you know, humans and animals is that it is the first roller coaster that I can remember that has a full on windshield in front of you. Um, it's like you're you basically are uh, you're not getting that wind in your face because if you did, you come back without a face. Right. And also, like, I just think of um, God. Fabio. Oh, Fabio. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Being... Yes. I, I was every time I ride Apollo's chariot at uh, at Bush Gardens Williamsburg, I remember that story of Fabio versus the bird. R.I.P. Bird. Yes. Uh, uh, if you got hit with a bird on Falcon's flight, I think you would probably die. That's the thing. Like, it's 150. You, you, you would die. The person sitting behind you would die. Right. Um, yes. So they have a windshield here. You know, Formula Rosa is an open cockpit, uh, but they give you goggles to wear. And I, I still I felt like I, I wanted a full face shield, not just goggles. Mm -hmm. um, and this. Yeah, it's there for good reason. That's all I got to say. <laughs> so, um, yes, uh, that one, uh, when that opens up, um, if uh, you get to ride that, please write in and let us know uh, how you survived. Yes. <laughs> uh, something that uh, will a little less scary, but and a little more adorable, I think, is yeah. the Bobcat, a uh, completely new wooden roller coaster coming to Six Flags Great Escape, which is uh, upstate New York. That's mm -hmm. happening in 2024. Uh, and we saw uh, this is from Gravity Group. And I remember a while ago we saw a wildcat with a kind of black panther cat on the a zero car this one uh is uh i love orange kitties and this is kind of an orange spotted kitty uh but he looks a little vicious he's kind of yes. like it's a, it's a little whimsical i like it. yes i like it too uh, slightly slightly cartoonish not super realistic mm -hmm. but um, a little stylized uh, but yeah really adorable and that is coming to six flags great escape um and uh, last but certainly not least, we finally have the Axis Coaster, mm -hmm. the Transformers-themed Axis Coaster. This is coming from S&S Worldwide. This is also going to Saudi Arabia. Uh, this one is going to the Seven Family Entertainment Center. So, I'm like, when you think of Family Entertainment Center, you feel like Chuck E. Cheese or, you know, Dave and yeah. Buster's or something. It's got some video. No, these guys are going all out with an uh, a first of its kind indoor roller coaster. And um, so we've seen um, fourth dimensional coasters before that typically flip you forward, like X2 over uh, at uh, Magic Mountain. Uh, this is a new kind of axis coaster that spins you kind of horizontally. So you can do inversions, uh, barrel rolls uh, that don't necessarily correspond to the track. Uh, and they can program this. Uh, I think one of the cool things is it looks like this ride is going to go around its track multiple times. But because they can program it, you might go through a curve one way facing one direction. But then you go through Very that same cool. curve a second time, the other facing the other way. And it feels completely different. So, um, you know, like Dark Coaster uh, in, in Bush Gardens, Williamsburg, which we've talked about that mm -hmm. I, I went on not long ago. That you're basically just shooting through the same track twice. And the, you you know all the turns the first time and the second time you're just doing the same yeah. turns. this has the potential of taking the same track and making it a totally different experience each each time through it's like a uh, smart coaster yeah yeah exactly um and it's got very cool cybertronic theming um it definitely looks like it fits into the transformers universe um 
you know, I, I'm I'm sure maybe the theming is not going to be as, uh, you know, it's not going to be universal quality. I'm sure right. uh, it's not going to be like the Transformers ride at Universal. No, uh, but it will definitely be a a physical thrill. Um, and uh, we'll have to see how much of a you know a dark ride or if there's any. Not counting on animatronics, but it should probably have some pretty cool lighting and maybe some projection effects and stuff. So, um, I I can't say that I'll be taking a trip to Saudi Arabia anytime soon, but I uh, can't wait to see the videos when this. Yeah, I'll watch, I'll watch the YouTube videos. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, uh, and that brings us to the end of our discussion of the ride vehicles. I thought this was going to be a short show, and here we are, exactly at an hour. Uh, <laughs> right. It was a very eventful IAPA, so I it will was. say, I mean, it was, I was oh, and there's so a ton more stuff that happened that we didn't talk about. I really highly recommend looking up on, on our, our channel, the drone show that uh, yeah. Sky Venture, I believe, put it on. Um, they are absolutely incredible. Uh, I saw an amazing drone show myself this week at... Um, World of Frozen, Hong Kong, which we will be talking about in just a few minutes on our bonus episode. But uh, I think that that show that I think it set a goodness world record for the largest drone show ever. And Mm -hmm. it certainly looks just that sequence. uh, Look at the video, the dragon and the knight. I don't don't know how they did that. So great. Yeah. So we are going to uh, sign off now. But before we do that, we are just going to take a brief look back at some of the comments that you folks uh, left us while we were chatting. Um, First of all, Vince Lamb wanted to wish everyone uh, World and National Children's Day and a late birthday. Happy birthday to Mickey Mouse. Um, I'm happy to be back. Thank you uh vincent yes um and uh magic city mayhem did see some photos of the red coconut uh lacking some decor this year you know what i know the visual merchandising team has been working overtime doing they just did the holiday tribute post in the studios and they did um in ioa um you know all hollows they're they're running ragged they've got that team has been working so hard and um maybe they just decided to put some you know the budget elsewhere this year so i'm not gonna i'm I'm honestly fine with it we had an amazing dead coconut club this year you know and i love to do the immersive merchandise store so you can only do so much uh magic city mayhem also had a great idea instead of cards they should do restaurant vinyl animation so that the closet full of (laughs) figures he has can go up in value I'm I'm saying it right here. Vinylmation is uh, Disney's equivalent to Beanie Babies. Uh, mm-hmm. You are you are not you are not retiring on those. I'm no. sorry. Um. Uh. So. Uh. Oh. I've also in um some Disney Springs mo- uh, news. EET is Ooh. coming. That's a, a restaurant, and uh, apparently some cast members in uh, uniforms for Eat. Spotted. The menu looks fantastic. Very uh, yeah. Um, Vince, I appreciate that Vince caught my references to uh, <laughs> The Hobbit and Taco Bell. Um, uh, thank you, Vince. For, I'm glad someone gets my references. Ooh. And I'm uh, glad that my wife is happy about the comet. Yes. Yes. One of our one of our favorites for sure. Um, <laughs> John Self said it was very strange going from the Penguin Trek presser to the good gravy presser in a matter of minutes at iapa <laughs> and i do not recommend serving gravy on a penguin because they're kind of gamey it also they, sounds slippery they, yeah no no they're not they're the meat is really greasy and kind of tastes like rotting fish yes really i penguins are adorable from a distance but they taste about the way they smell right full disclaimer i've never eaten penguin that was no, a joke. please do not PETA, do not come after me. I'm not eating penguins. Um, uh, you know that a roller coaster is crazy when it makes the crossover oh, no. to Weekend Update on Saturday Night Live. They joked, according to Vince Lamb, that if you hit a bug, it would kill you. And Ooh. yes, absolutely. Um, and, <laughs> and finally... Uh, Magic City Mayhem has a really dark sense of humor. He thinks that they should have had Fabio out to reveal the ride train. 
I honestly, that would have been iconic. <laughs> Missed opportunity. Wow. 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 All right. Well, <laughs> uh, we need to take a brief break uh, and then we will be back uh, on the live stream. Uh, and for everyone else, you can catch our complete in-depth. Uh, and I'm sure it will get quite a kind of punch drunk because I'm still jet lagged discussion of World of Frozen at Hong Kong Disneyland. Uh, until then. Um, I want to thank our sponsors one more time, MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. As always, I want to remind all of you, please give us a rating and a review wherever you listen to us. Please be sure to follow us at attractionsmagazine.com and search Attractions Magazine on whatever social media platform that you have not fled from this week. <laughs> And finally, Carly, where can folks find you? Yes, I am on uh, Instagram at Adventures by Carly, and I'm on uh, Twitter X at Carly Caramana. Um, I am on social media platforms, whichever one you are still able to stomach, at Eskaberski, and you can find theunofficialguides.com, the home to all of my books. Uh, please purchase one for uh, your family. Black Friday sales. Um, I'll give you a penny off. Really <laughs> mention my name. Um, Love it. Uh, <laughs> and until next week, we hope that you stay safe, try something new, but most importantly, have fun. And we will see you folks all next time. Bye. Bye.